try again. Take two. <laughs> Monster baby intro. <laughs> Let's just come up with something different. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Monster Baby Podcast. Ah, this is a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness <laughs> and improvisation. I am Lisa Rowland. I am Ted Desmaisons. And we are your co-captains of this ship. Sailing deep into the night. Hopefully not towards any icebergs, but we are ship. We are shipping. We are sailing with a, a cargo hold of. No, jeez, <laughs> my, my brain is addled. I'm addled. This is a, this is an interesting episode. I, I actually had fun with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with this topic, so yeah, it's fa- it's fascinating. Because we're talking about coronavirus, you probably are too. So hey, let's just join in the conversation. Um, but we also we started with a couple other things. Yeah, we start with other stuff, so a little check-in stuff. We revisit our qu- our question after Finally. at long last yeah. that Phil, you darling, submitted a response to. Which so we get there. Yeah, and then we also played a game, which uh, partly I wanted to play so we could warm up, but also so you all listeners would have a game to play with your people and yeah. have some fun. With, yeah, so. it's a good game. You can play it with anybody. Enjoy that. Anyway, and then we just talk all about, yeah, talk all about the big the big CV. <laughs> the big C. The big C, C word. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, thank you for listening. We hope it's helpful. And uh, stay tuned. We'll have more episodes coming down the pipe. But yeah. Enjoy. On we go. happening it's not being canceled it's happening it's happening it's one of the few things in my life that is not being canceled we are we are within six feet of each other right now yeah but we've washed our hands we've washed our hands we are both asymptomatic that is true so for now we're good to go but uh, and we you are all listening at a safe distance. And we don't advise listening in a crowd of 70. So if you got us together in your theater for a Monster Baby celebration. I question the choice. Yeah. Although uh, thanks and invite us next time. <laughs> we want in on that. That's nice. Um, Lisa Roland, I have a few things to check in about. Great. One is a calamity that the Monster Baby podcasts are directly responsible for. Oh. What happened? Well, no, I shouldn't say they're directly responsible for it. They are in trouble. Got it. What they do. Okay. So as you know, I went to Costco. Yeah. And made, let's just say, a large, larger than normal purchase. Sure. Well, normal you got to stock your bunker up. Yeah. So I stocked the bunker up. So downstairs in the basement, there's stores of food. I went down there today. A mouse had gotten into my flaxseed. Okay. Oh, so the problem is that they didn't chase the mouse away? Where? Who's on the job here? <laughs> How can there be a mouse in this house? Well, it's that, in the garage. No, I, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> if we're going to have a bunker, <laughs> I bought extra cat food at Costco. If we're going to have a bunker, we each have our responsibility <laughs> in this room. And they have anybody. one responsibility. Right, to keep the mice to Get out. the mice away. And they did not. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Marley spends a lot of time in the basement, and I'm upset with her. Yeah, sure. Fortunately, it was only one of the bags of flaxseed that they busted into. <laughs> and those bags of flaxseed are now tucked away in a, you know, a plastic bin that's sealed to predators. Great job. But holy Geronimo, mice in the house? What? Uh, ants. We've had ants before. In the garage. 
Okay, point well taken. It's not mice in the house. It's point well taken. Yeah. Okay. Mice in the garage. If, but maybe that mouse is now going to feel emboldened and empowered <laughs> to start <laughs> checking out. You know, my bananas are going to go away. My protein bars are like, well, I, I'm not sure mice are into bananas. Well, they're into something. I don't know. Are they? I, it was in a sealed bag. How do they smell it? <laughs> no, because my, this is mice's job. Mice have one responsibility. To smell? Mice are just, they're pulling their weight. They're like, my and, job is to smell food. And they're dropping it all over my garage and floor. And chew, th- chew through any barrier between me and it. That's, yeah, okay. So that's number one. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I think we all are. Damn cats. And the, the girls are... Oh, they'll, they're getting to talking to. <laughs> they haven't received it yet. But they will be spending more time in the basement than they have already. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, uh, we need to... Uh, welcome in our topic from that we asked people about like four episodes ago. It's like three months ago now. I know. And and have that little conversation. Great. Do so, we do that now, or do we want to list? Are we in table of contents land? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you tell me what your. Are, are okay, there three uh, things on your list? Are there's there four? There's four. Okay. <laughs> and then so the, the third is I want to play a game. Great. Uh, and the fourth is our topic for the day. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, the lovely coronavirus. Yeah. COVID-19. Right. Whatever. I, I learned there's a difference between the two. Right. Yes. Which I didn't know until mm. recently. Okay. So, the yeah. novel coronavirus. Coronavirus infectious disease 2019. Right. So one is the virus, one is the disease. COVID is, COVID-19 is the disease. Exactly. We're here for your scientific update. Because <laughs> we, oh, oh, no, the other thing, this is the fifth thing. Oh, great. We need to, we need to cover our lack of political or our weakness in political punditry from the last episode. Our weakness. Yeah. Didn't because I cover my weakness in political punditry <laughs> in did. the episode? <laughs> Didn't I like? Wasn't wasn't that episode laced you with disclaimers times. saying I have no idea what I'm talking about and I'm uninformed? I just want to acknowledge it as proof of our uninformedness or our. Warren's that, out. We spent about forty five seconds on Biden. About Joe Biden. <laughs> There you go. We're like, okay, super quick on Joe Biden. Joe, thanks for your service. You're we're done. done. We're done with you. You're out. Okay. So no, we most of America's not done with him. We were wrong. Um, and okay, that was surprising. Well, now we're all going to hope for a President Biden. So since we're not, um, since we're not affected political pundits, we're going to move to epidemiology <laughs> and talking about illnesses and disease control. Great. So we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Do we? But do we want to? I, I let's do our this. question. Let's I, do our question first. Yeah, let's do let's do the question. Then we'll play a game, and then okay. Yeah. So the question was, what what hooked you? Hooked you? Thank you. I was like sticky. No. What hooked you about improvisation or mindfulness? Yeah. What like you know wouldn't let you go and made you keep coming back? Yeah. And we got one person called in. Or and left a voicemail. Sent a, vo- a voicemail for us. Can we? Can we? So let's play that. Do shall we, we have the know-how to play that? We do. Great. Ted Demizon, ladies and gentlemen, figures this stuff out. Yo, yo, on the production. Yeah. Podcast production. All right, here we go. Hi, you guys. My name is Phil, and I live in the North Bay, Petaluma Way. And first of all, I really love your show. I love your your take on uh, improv and mindfulness. And uh, it really makes me think a lot. I love the question, what hooked you in improv? 
And I also love the episode that it came from, number 73, about spirituality. So what really hooked me about improv is uh, it was 1988, and I saw a video of me at my grandmother's, uh, her 80th birthday party. It was nothing but family and friends. Somebody asked me to get up and say a little something. I was 21 at the time. And I, I saw this video of me, and it was so wooden and stilted, my response. And when I saw it years later, after I had already begun improv, um, I just I felt so bad for that young me. But it was that moment um, that I realized if I'm this afraid to be in front of people that know me, that I need to do something. And so at the time, uh, improv was a word that I had heard. And uh, I said, if this scares you so bad, you really got to explore it. So what? my very first class, I was hooked. And as things grew out of my improv over the years, the one thing I really loved about it the most and what I bring to all the classes that I lead with my wife is, is that mistakes are gifts. And... Uh, we bring that up every class. Mistakes are gifts. Don't, you know, and if, if you find yourself planning, raise your hand. Planning. In conjunction with the episode 73, it has, it's really a, an adjunct to my spirituality. And it just really feels like it has everything in it. My good friend Mick likes to say that improv is the art of being present, and I couldn't agree more. But it's also, you get to do it, and you mentioned this. I think in 73 or 72 about the being in community. And so it's all of that that brings me back again and again and again. And I can just keep going, but love you guys and uh, appreciate your show very much. Thanks. I love that. Thank you, Philip. Phil. Phil. What is the deal? I love that. Uh, also, his, thank you for, thank you for listening. That's it, his last name, deal. Phil Deal? When I said his last name. Oh. What is the deal? Oh, got it. It was a little joke. I hope that's okay with you, Philip. I understand now. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for responding. It's so, what a cool story and or the image of him, of you listening in or looking at this video of an earlier self. and Oh, my gosh. And feeling sad. That's such an interesting reaction. Right. Like, oh, man, you're okay, right? Watching somebody be uncomfortable and yeah. having that be so motivating. It's really cool. And then the notion of the hook of the inside of mistakes being gifts. Yeah. Not only bringing you back, but now you're evangelizing that. Yeah. With other people is really cool. Yeah. Ooh, step right up, people. I got a message. I got a message. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. It kind of. We're just spreading the good word. It's a gospel. Yeah. What would you say hooked you? I love that. For either. You know, it's funny. It's It's... It's hard to remember. I think there was something really early on in high school that felt really good about being able to show up, play with my friends, and people found it entertaining. Like mm -hmm. and like the performer in me. Ah, right. Got got some juice from it. Oh, but yeah, 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 big time. So that was exciting. And I remember being on the little theater stage in at Northgate High School in Walnut Creek, doing improv scenes 
and getting a laugh. And, and it was, it felt like this rogue element of the performing arts department because we would kind of put on shows whenever we wanted and right. charge money and then go, you know, it was just like. What did you spend it on? Snacks. Yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> like we'd go to dinner. Hopefully with an axe. I think. So that part, that part was pretty fun initially. And the fact that, and, and there was something very satisfying about, it wasn't an author's words that people were laughing at. It was, it was your own. It was me. Yeah, the, cool. the stuff of my imagination and my creation that people liked. So the part of me that loves external validation <laughs> really loved it. And, well, yeah, I'll stop there yeah. for now. Yeah. I think that was an for, early thing. For me with improv, the hook was the joy. And I think the joy was, some of it was affirmation of doing something that worked and then having other people, you know, gasp or laugh or whatever. But it was more the joy of getting to express my creativity and doing that within a team context. Like, mm -hmm. it just, oh, so felt so happy. Yeah. So that's the improv hook. And I think the, the hook for me with mindfulness is the feeling of freedom. That when I'm practicing and, and I'm steady with that, that... I don't feel whipped around by life circumstances. It's like I'm, I can hold my center and now I can make a choice about how I want to respond mm -hmm. and I'm going to be more open to my feelings and my thoughts and my connections and my instincts because I'm not being, not being directed by something else. It's just my own life coming through. Yeah. And that felt, that notion of that freedom was really palpable and uh, worthy to continue. Mm-hmm. So what hooked you about mindfulness, if you consider yourself hooked? I don't think I'm hooked by mindfulness. Mm. Oh, God. Is that, a dirty uh -oh. is that a dirty confession? Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the Monster Baby podcast. I mean, it's really been great. Here's the thing. Hooked. <laughs> oh, okay. Hooked makes me feel like, oh, my God, I got to do that again. There's like a visceral. Yeah, yeah sure. I don't have don't... that feeling. Okay. I, have a I have a belief in it. Mm. I have a belief in its power. A faith. I guess so. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess like so. You trust it. I trust it. I, I know that it. I know that it. I know that it leads to to good things. Okay. And that it is powerful. But am I like, God? I gotta get back to. Well, what are we talking about? What are we talking about when we say mindfulness? <laughs> I encourage you to go back and listen to. I don't mean it's <laughs> episode number one. We work on definitions. <laughs> but I mean, I, I what I'm thinking is meditation. What I'm thinking is a uh, practice. Oh. But mindfulness, the, 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 what do we call it? The a, practice. The practice of mindfulness is something that I, uh, yeah, the it is something that I practice all the time doing improv. The way of being, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So this is different. This is different. I do not feel hooked to meditate. I don't feel hooked by meditation. That, yes, I would agree. But. That you don't. And yeah. that, I like that you're making this distinction because I think it's important that mindfulness and meditation are related I think of it as meditation as a way to develop mindfulness. Yes. And that, meditation is a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's the practice to develop the muscle. Right. Right. And there are other practices. Yes. And this is the point. But by, is mindfulness improv, is also a practice. Too. Improv so, is a practice that develops mindfulness. True. If done in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, I think in that's the whole point. The right way. If that's the whole point of this podcast is the idea that right. like improvisation and mindfulness utilize the same skills and hone the same skills. Right. Many of them. Okay. Yeah. So in that case. Whew. Oh my God. That's so good to hear. I know. <laughs> we just had to work that out. 
What what hooks me about that? I think there's something that hooks me about it that it that is Oh, you get to get wrapped up in other people's shit way less. Mhm. When you practice this. Mm-hmm. There's this like, yeah, I see what I see. there's the the acceptance of it. Mm-hmm. Is very freeing. Yeah. It's very freeing. I can accept you without judgment. Yeah, this is what you do. This is how you come. Right. And even when you say something that ordinarily I'd be, not you, but when a person says right. something that ordinarily I'd be irked by, mm-hmm. well, sometimes I'm irked by it, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I see you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's okay. Right. Or so, you, with the irk comes a, a, another response of curiosity, like, oh, well, check it out. I'm, ir- I'm irked. What's that about? Yeah. And, and, and recognizing, oh, I don't have to be. Yes. I don't have to be. That's that freedom. Yeah. That's I that. don't have to be irked. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody recently, William Hall, who's a Bats company founder, Bats, Bats Improv founder and company member. And he was talking about traffic, good and bad drivers. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, my, my, uh, uh, my view on, driver, on bad drivers out there in the world is like when I come up to a stop sign and somebody else has taken my turn, Fine. You go right ahead. Be, and he, the way he said it was, because I don't want you to be a part of my life. Oh. I don't want to bring you into my next meeting and yeah. be angry about the thing that happened at this stop, oh, nice. at this four-way stop, and be thinking about you when I should be someone who's like, this, you're not worth it to right, me. Right. You're, this car, this moment of stop, this stop sign is not worth that to me. So do I need to go first? I yeah. don't need to go for you. Go right ahead. Like It's this, recogn- this, this zooming out recognition of... What do I need to be concerned about mm-hmm. here? Do I need mm-hmm. to be concerned about this? I do not. Yeah, I, I find myself wanting to... I definitely want to hold on to a bit of righteousness in mm-hmm. that scenario. Yeah. Like, that person's a jerk. I'm better than them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What would happen if we all lived this way? I kind of worked it for a little while. Right. And then I hope I let it go. I think I do. Yeah. But I like his approach. I don't want to carry you into my life. I don't, I don't want you to be a part of my life. That reminds me of this story. Maybe you've heard this one. Of these... Two monks who come to a river, and there's a woman who's trying to cross the river, but, but she can't get across. And so the monks are not supposed to touch women, but the elder monk says, here, you can get on my back, I'll carry you across. And he swims across with her on his back. And the younger monk is just astonished. Agitated. And like freaked out. And then the woman you know, gets to the other side, and the woman goes off and does her thing and says, thank you. And, and then they're walking on their way, the two monks, and, you know, they don't say anything for miles and miles, and then eventually the younger one says, "You know, Master, what? I can't, I can't, I can't believe you did that. Like, we're not supposed to touch women." And the master says, "You know, I set her down five miles ago. Why yeah. are you still carrying her? Why are you still carrying her? Yeah." And it's that kind of yeah, emotion, like, why, do I need to carry why, this? Why are you holding on? I don't need to carry this. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's something nice about sense. there's something nice about that, and and. I will say now the thing that brings me back to improv, the thing that that hooks me now is it is one of the things that makes me feel the most alive. Mm. Because there's a, yeah, because there's this like distilled human experience, distilled human interaction. You like get this like packed density yeah, of you're activating all your action faculties. and reaction and feelings and mind and you know body mind and soul it's like it's it's just like intoxicating it's 
it's like church for you. Or like churches for some people, it is for you. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So again, Phil, thank you for responding. Thank you so much. It was so fun really to cool. receive a response. Yeah. Thanks, and, when you, thanks for your patience. And, <laughs> and our responding. Yeah. And uh, we'll have another question at the end of this episode. Yeah. If we remember. Maybe. Maybe we will. We'll see. <laughs> We're intending to. We'll see if it's not quite a promise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I'd love to play a game. Sure. I don't think it's one we've played. Mm. And it's one that could like take a really long time, but I, I'm going to encourage us to play a crisp version. Great. Which is tell that story. Okay. And so you probably know this, but I'll explain for the folks at home. Listening I don't know that home. I do know this. Okay. So we just do a little word association back and forth. And then if you, you say a word that I want to hear the story of, I say, tell that story. And we assume there's a story? Yeah. And is it sort t- of like word association meets portkey? Exactly. Oh, okay. All and right. So you tell a true story about that word from your life. And, you know, we'll just make them short little snippets. Little vignettes. 30 to 30 seconds to one minute. Yeah. About that word. And then we just continue with the word association. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's a word association generates port keys. Great. Yeah. So, give me a word. Pink. Turtle. Camo. Mm. Cantaloupe. Sweet. Berry. Manilow. Tell that story. I don't actually know really who Barry Manilow is. I mean, I know who, who he is, but I couldn't, I wouldn't recognize him if I saw a picture and I don't know what he sounds like. Like I have no experience with Barry Manilow. This is not, this is not part of the game. Can I get in on this word? Sure. It, it is part, it apparently is part well, of the game. Well, well yeah, traditionally it is now. Not. I used to love Barry Manilow. Mm. I had like his live album. I, wore the grooves out in mm-hmm. and just listened to it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that he was, I didn't know what, what gay men were. Like I was eight years old or six years or seven years old or something. But I just listened to that thing over and over and over again. Barry Manilow's gay? Yes. Oh. Apparently. Great. Is he alive? Yes. He's and still he's, alive? He's like a big, super flashy showman. And that was always the thing. It was like, he's a showman, but it's like, you know, not quite to Liberace level. Like but Elton John? Yeah, I'm not. He had a like ruffle, a gold ruffle shirt with like skin tight blue jumpsuit. And mm. yeah, I'm doing the big numbers with a big schmaltzy orchestra, orchestral rises in the chorus. Yeah. We've talked about Mandy, the song Mandy, I think, on the podcast where his song Mandy was number one on the charts and I heard it on five different radio stations at the same time. I don't know. My brother and I were sitting in the parking lot. My dad had gone into some store and we were, you know, the AM radios with a push button. Yeah. And we like, Mandy was like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Went to another station. Mandy's playing. Another station. Mandy's playing. Five oh, how does Mandy stations. go? You came and you gave without oh, taking. Oh, that's a great song. And I sent you away, oh, Mandy. You, you kissed me and stopped me from shaking. And I need you today, oh, Mandy. And then a, yeah, then the whole orchestra. But that's a great song. Great song. I have it still, but you came and you gave yeah. without taking. I write taking. the songs that make the whole world sing. That's another Barry Manilow song. Wow! Oh well, I'll check out Barry Manilow. Great tunes. All right, Manilow. Yeah. A little schmaltzy. Okay, so Manilow to me. Um, New Hampshire. Uh, um, Eastern Seaboard. New Jersey. Birth. Uh, death. Mm, tell me that story. Uh, I have been 
fortunate that I haven't had somebody super close to me die yet. Um, but in high school, I was new to this school, and I used to walk to the bus stop with this girl, Lynn Anthony. She was super sweet. She was a cheerleader, um, really smart, and really friendly. I say cheerleader because she was often wearing her cheerleading costume when we would walk to class, but um, or to the bus. But she got into a sledding accident. Mm. I think that sophomore year, that first year I was there, and, and died. Wow. Complications. And that was the first time that I had had somebody in my sphere die. And I don't think it really registered at the time how tragic it was because I barely knew her. But, oh my God, what a, what a horrible yeah. thing. You know, this joyous activity. And so there you have it, uh, death. Mm. Funeral. Purse. Oliver. Twist. Lime. Tell that story. Uh, in probably 2002, I was invited down to a festival in Santa Barbara called Fiesta. It's, it's like Fiesta. Old, yeah. Fiesta is like the citywide carnival where there's margaritas free flowing. And a friend of mine from college who I did theater with had a, he grew up in Santa Barbara. And so he invited all of the cast basically of Into the Woods, which is the show that I met him in, down to Santa Barbara to stay in his house and do Fiesta. Cool. And the thing that I remember is my friend Josh Haran, who is a chemist, taught me the word nucleation, which. If I recall correctly, I'm sure there's chemists out there who could tell me if I'm right, is the forming of bubbles on imperfections in uh, in a surface. Uh-huh. And we, we did talk about this on the episode once, long time ago. So oh tell it again. Did we really? We did, but long time ago. Well, I, I just remember. remember putting a lime, he, he put a lime in a corona. It was a lime in a corona. Okay. And we would pop it in and then put our thumb over the top and turn it over so that the lime got all the way to the bottom and didn't stay right in, right in the neck. And somehow I tie that to nucleation. I guess there was nucleation around the lime rind. Okay. Anyway. Lime. Lime. We could end it here. Let's end it here. Yeah. Partly because you mentioned corona. But. Oh, shit. But we, <laughs> so <laughs> I did. We'll get to that in a second. But so yeah. that's the game. Cool. I, I love playing it. I like it. It gets to stories that you wouldn't normally tell. Yeah. And, and you also get a little bit of... It's fun improv. on the way. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, all right. It's kind of nice, actually, to have a few moments of conversing where I'm not talking about this coronavirus. It is crazy. Because it's consuming It is consuming, everything. yes. And I, appropriately, I mean, it's a major, major shift we're all trying to make here, but uh, it's... Pretty wild. It's totally wild. And so I think it's appropriate for us to check in about it. because I don't see how we don't talk about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I was like coming here and I was like, well, obviously we're talking about, about the coronavirus. Yeah. So how are you doing? You know, it's, well, it's weird. It, uh, on one hand, my world is falling apart <laughs> in that <laughs> Stanford classes are being canceled. Next spring's classes are not going to be held on campus. Everything is remote. The spring quarter is starting remote. How we teach it, how and if we teach improv remotely, I don't know yet. I, I'm not even sure we do. Like, I really right. don't know what that looks like. I have to call our department chair and be like, how are acting classes doing this? What is happening? 
I think there are things anyway. So there's that. Other gigs are 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 being canceled left and right. I mean, gigs are being canceled Festivals, left and right. Yeah. Well, festivals, but also workshops and speech oh, skills communicate right. like communication workshops and companies are sending all of their employees home and then we're not doing it and you know so so that part is crazy and it feels like i can't think about anything else because the infra and 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 at bats we have to we have to we have to figure out how are we going to handle this like we are in the we are in the business of bringing people together right so so how do we what do we do we shut down like it just feels we must i mean i think we must at some point it's not super straightforward to know when yeah, but we're getting there, everything but. you know and i'm not alone everybody's shutting down but i happen to have gig based like facebook engineers don't lose their livelihood right when they have to work from home mm-hmm. and so i'm okay mm-hmm. i'll be okay mm-hmm. but it sure is weird yeah and yeah, it sure is weird. I, I, I'm fascinated since the primary, Super Tuesday primary, Tuesday, that was really what was on my mind. And then since then... Which was one week ago. Which was one week ago. It has ta- coronavirus has kind of come in and taken over. Totally. And when I say taken over, I mean like in my mind. <laughs> it, it's occupying so yeah. much oh, of yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about. And for a while, I could feel myself being driven by fear. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but it had an edge to it that like felt unpleasant. And, and I, I caught myself snapping at somebody. Um, so it was at your show, your theater show on Friday night, and I was handling concessions. And we, you know, so I was trying to be really careful about that. So I was already hyped up about paying attention there. And then somebody, I overheard somebody, I thought they were talking about Bats Improv. And because I'm on the board, we were talking about decisions about whether to run a show the next night. And we hadn't decided yet. And I overheard these people saying, oh, well, Bats canceled their shows. And we hadn't. And we hadn't, even though I thought we were going to. So I might have said that, right? And I interrupted them. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say that. Like, don't. I was kind of pointed. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they had not said, they were not talking about bats. And I quickly realized, I was like, oh, are you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said this. And they're like, no, we're talking about something altogether different. I just misheard them. Yeah. But my reactivity was so hyped up. And so I realized that I was being taken over by my feelings. And so I knew that I needed to process them. And I knew I needed to handle them somehow. And it wasn't until after we had our bats meeting the next day, that was really hard for me. That I had a good cry, mm-hmm. and you helped me. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, and that sort of literally, I think, and figuratively, flushed through that fear. And so then afterwards, I got in touch with this deeper feeling of protectiveness for my people. Like I don't have kids, I don't have a partner right now, but like there are people that I love dearly, and I want them to be okay. And so it's like, oh, that's cool. I haven't been in touch with that before in the same way. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. So it was like, okay, when I a caretaker feel the fear, get through that. It doesn't have, and I haven't had the same edge since. Mm. But I've been really disciplined about. Okay, I didn't go to day two of Wisdom 2.0 conference in San Francisco, and I went to Costco and I got stuff for my house to make sure I'm okay, and I've been clean. And when I have guests come over, I'm asking them to be disciplined and 
I went on a couple dates, and it was like, we're going to be careful and washing hands. And not careful. <laughs> they were first dates. They were just going, <laughs> going to tea, going for a walk. But like still, even being in the, in the tea shop, like being super aware of, where's, what has my hand touched? Oh, it's really weird. I don't want it to touch that. I, I didn't want it to touch my face. Yeah. I did a workshop today and didn't shake anybody's hand. It's so weird. It's just so weird to greet people without contact for me. I'm a pretty high touch person. Yeah. So that's that's weird and hard. And the the thing that I find really fascinating about the whole thing is it's serious. And you have to live your life. Right. So you can't lit you can't sustain a state of panic. Right. You can't. I can't. I don't want to. No. And I don't think it's, it's like too stressful. It's it makes, t- makes you more susceptible. Yeah. So so how do you right like there's these, t- I'm aware when I'm out in the world and there are also people out in the world, I'm like, we're all making the choice to be out in the world together. I'm, a, I'm like, I have this heightened sense of people and connectedness because I know that there's this spreading thing. Well, wash your hands. Well, and the, You know, like, and keep, the, like, wash your hands. And the connectedness has to express in a different way. That's one of the things I'm finding fascinating is, like, how can we express that? So when I came back to the second night of your show, which probably is the last improv show I'm going to go to for a while, I, the sadness of not having contact, I was feeling so acutely. Like, showed up, I saw Basil. I so wanted to give him a hug yeah. and Andy. And, like, not doing it was just... Oh, it's like physically heart, painful. Heart, it's really, yes, yeah, yes. it's really so strange. And I think because I had, had had that cry that morning, I felt way more open, way more loving. And so I went out of my way to play with people and to smile at them and to tell them I loved them and to tell them how happy I was to see them. And so I was trying to find like some other way to have connections to, like, to make just, up for it yeah. yeah so you know maybe there's some maybe some... it's like we all we'll start writing letters right we'll get we'll go back to the lost art of letter writing right that's wild I, I, <laughs> this, I had a moment this morning where it seemed like my computer like had gotten had gotten some virus oh no and like was not working and it was said it was december 31st of what a 1958 or something and i thought oh my god it, i don't know my computer and I can't go outside? Yeah. Oh, geez. Right. But, um, anyway. Yeah, I, I've been feeling somewhat calm and grounded, but yeah, everything's sort of pulled back in. Like, probably not going to go visit my sister for her 50th birthday next month. I am leading a retreat this weekend, and we've got 10 people coming, and so that should be great. We're just going to be really careful, and it's, you know, nobody's coming from a hot spot, so hopefully that's all right. Yeah. But yeah, my my classes and gigs, same thing. So I'm glad the last two months have been busy. Yeah, there's this. There's this. I'm reminded of a, a couple of things. If we were, if we were to move into a what does mindfulness and improvisation have to say about this yeah. moment, one of them is a remembering Patricia talking about sometimes you have to accept the unacceptable, mm. and there's this part of me that doesn't accept this. Right. It's like, we can't, what are we supposed to do? You know, you can't shut the world down. And I'm like, who's you? Nobody wants a global pandemic. Nobody is making choices about this happening. Like, 
We're all in response together. All of us are doing the best we can in the face of this. And some of us are decision makers and those decisions affect everybody else, but they're doing it because they're just the, the front lines. Right. They're the keepers of the big gatherings. They're the ones who are holding, right? Presidents of universities have to make decisions about whether people are going to continue to live in close quarters on university campuses. Mm-hmm. And they're deciding no. Right. And they don't want to. They know how disruptive that is, right? Hugely so they're... So, so there is this part of me that's like struggling to accept that this is happening and struggling to accept the inevitability that more is going to shut down right. and this spread is going to pick up and we are going to have to hunker down even more. Probably. 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 And my job is to accept the unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and reduce the amount of time, as we've talked before, reduce the amount of time between hearing the news and... And moving to what comes next. Right. Accepting the news and moving to what comes next. And being being open to the idea that this is happening. Right. But yeah. it's... But it, it... But it... There's not a lot that I feel this way about where I'm like, no. No. Right. So, yeah, okay. So, the, it's also... I mean, it's not going in that direction. It's also not going in the other direction. So, you're describing a kind of denial... This can't be true. We have to go on with what we're doing. Well, it's not this can't be true, but like it really it feels a, a lack of acceptance. It's not will. It's not denial. It's not I'm denying that this is important. Okay. It's like, well, we can't be talking about shutting everything down, like that. We can't that we can't do that. that so that's not denial. No. They feel they feel different okay, to me. Denial is like I refuse to to believe this is serious. Okay. All right. They're close, but but a lack of acceptance that this that yeah yeah, yeah this is where we are. Yeah. Like they feel somehow different to yeah. me. I I see that this is serious. Right. Okay. But I'm like, yeah, but there must be so this we can't just shut things down. Right. right. You know, it's I'm I'm not, I there's this part of me that doesn't accept that this is the thing that we need to be doing. Okay. Okay. So th- what I was going to say is that the the sort of flip side is to to get the news and be like, oh my god, ramp up into some panic storytelling yeah and that you know everybody's gonna die and uh, you know everything's gonna fall apart and we can't we don't have the means to do this and you know the uh, hospitals are gonna be overwhelmed and if you break your bone you're not gonna be able to get your bone fixed because and it's like well hold on hold on let's pause like today you're okay let's pause for a moment right yeah and yeah i mean like the shit is hitting the fan or some shit is hitting some fan. <laughs> and let's just catch our breath and like cover ourselves. <laughs> well, I don't, that's not the image we want to use. Anyway, something like that. Like, to, you know, not to refuse to believe that this, we could have to do what we have to do versus uh, I'm going to, you know, f- totally freak out and not have any resources available because I'm just spinning and spinning and spinning right. in this panic. Any like mental and emotional resources. Yeah. Yeah. But there was one thing when we had our meeting about what BATS was going to do. You were in on the meeting, newly, not as a board member, but as the artistic director. Yeah. Uh, where you acknowledged that this just hurts. Yeah. That to lose, as we said before, this thing that brings us so much joy and gives us so much purpose, that we would have to close this down and not do that. Like, oh my God, that just... You're ri- it really, really surprised me. Yeah. That that reaction really surprised me because it was like this essential like 
but this is what we do. Right. And it was hard for me. When we closed down for January, it's different because it's like we're closing down because we're making our home better and we're going to yeah. come back and it's going to be amazing and we'll be able to do incredible things. And now it's like what you're telling us we can't. What? Yeah. And that was, that was moving to me both because it was emotional, but also because it, it reminded me of like, yeah, that's kind of like, it's true. We're going to lose stuff. The ability to connect in ways that we want to connect, at least for some time. And it hurts. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a big sports fan. Sporting events going on without audience members? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, Ivy League just canceled all their basketball tournaments for for going into the NCAA tournament. I can't imagine the NCAA tournament's going to have fans at their games. Yeah. You know, Golden State Warriors are still playing basketball, but how much longer? Yeah. And that's just sports, you know. But, yeah, it's actually disrupting. It's, and, and that one of the things that San Francisco and San Mateo, the official publications came out, they both said something to the effect of, hey, people, you're right. This is crazy that we're having to do this. But it, it, we can't do normal. If we do normal, we're not going to interrupt this. So it's going to be disruptive, and it's going to probably going to hurt, and we got to do it. I was like, "Geesh, okay." So here we go. Yeah. You know, um, it's that honest recognition of what is true. Catch the breath, and shorten that gap between. And do what you got to do. What's true? Let it pass through, and then accept your take feelings and do what needs to be done. Yeah. And yeah, panic doesn't help, and neither does underestimating what this thing is. Okay, and nor denial of our feelings either. Right. right? So it's like, don't dismiss the feelings or mock them or belittle them in other people. Like, I, I, it frustrates, frustrates me to no end when people say, don't be afraid. Your fears feel like, you know what? The fear's there. Like, you get to be afraid. Yeah. Like, feel it. Don't yeah. let it run the show. Yeah. Feel it. Let it pass through. It'll come back. <laughs> Probably. But with a different tone and, yeah. That's powerful. Uh, so here's an interesting thing. So I did go to the first day of the Wisdom 2.0 conference, which is this mindfulness in tech, super big gathering. It's become this major, major new age gathering. And it was really cool to connect with people. I volunteered to be on a panel about what is spirituality. That was kind of fun. Whoa, cool. To do that. Yeah, there's this little small thing. I, I found myself, even without the whole coronavirus thing, it was like just too many people. Yeah. I went in in the morning. The first program was Juliana Huff doing some dancing up on the stage. She's like, okay, everybody, get up. And woohoo. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. It's I too can't. much. It's like, <laughs> I just want it to be quiet. So I like found some small room somewhere. But I found a small room somewhere. One of the cool things that was, that was said... So I was uneasy all day with how many people were there. But at the end of the day, they had Byron Katie, who's a, a really wise teacher, and Jack Cornfield, who's the guy who started Spirit Rock Meditation Retreat Center. They both were Zoomed in, mm, Skyped in. Neither of them came. Neither of them came. They're both older, and I think Jack had been sick, not corona sick. but And they both were really funny and delightful and helpful. But... Jack said a couple things. After he spoke, I found myself feeling so much more relaxed. Mm. It was it was 
so nice to be in the presence of a, an elder, a wise elder. But he said two things that were great. Was One was, you know, somebody was called me and was panicking about this thing. I'm like, I'm going to be locked in my room and I'm not going to be able to leave the house. He said, let me tell you something. We run a retreat center here at Spirit Rock and people pay us a lot of money. For us to lock them in their for rooms. For us to lock them in their rooms and <laughs> make them sit in there and just meditate on yeah. the world. And they pay, pay a lot of money. So maybe there's an opportunity that, to go inward. What right? I've been thinking. Yeah. That, so, was, that was one thing. And then the other thing he said was, this is what we've been preparing for. Yeah. This is why you developed your practice. This is why you learned compassion. This is why you learned steadiness. This is why you learned equanimity. So that when something like this comes down the road, you can be the bodhisattva, the fountain of wisdom and guidance and clarity to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so true. And I thought of us yeah. when he said that because it's like, both these practices of mindfulness and improv really are like central responsive tools to be able to, okay. And again, it's just the mantra for me. What comes next? What comes next? And to Here, do, Here's the truth. What comes next? Can I have my full resources available to me to go at that? Yeah. You know? So I, I was really thankful that I went that day. And That's got great. That wisdom. It's interesting that you talked about feeling his, to being in the presence of a wise elder when he was zooming in. Like you mm-hmm. were not in his presence, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. you still felt it. It helps when he's like 30 feet tall. Yeah, right. His head is you really feet feel tall. it. <laughs> that is true. We've, we're trained for this. Mm-hmm. We're trained for this. Mm-hmm. The superpower of improvisers is adaptability. Yeah. We can live with any, we can do this. Yeah. We could do this. And I have had this same thought about, God, imagine a world where everybody just has to chill the fuck out right. for, for a couple weeks. Stay still. Stay still. Read? Catch up on sleep? Right. Like, do, do the... Play guitar. Just be yeah. quiet? Yeah. It might make a better world. Recognizing that also there are people who will not like that this is serious and it will afflict people yeah and right not to not to be like hey, this is a this is a great this is great time off it's like uh, uh, clearly obviously but for those of us who don't get diagnosed with coronavirus and, who and have the financial and who have the finance and have a home we have yeah. a home those of us who have roofs and places to sleep it's an interesting is roofs? <laughs> Forgive me. I'm getting grammatical. Is roofs plural of roof? I think it roofs is. Roofs over our head? Roofs. roofs over our head, yeah. Roofs? Roofs. 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 Like hoof and hooves. Yeah, it must be. But like how often do we say roofs? Roofs. How many solar... I've put solar panels on more than a thousand roofs. Roofs. That oh, now I can't. Odd. It's weird now. Rhymes with grooves. Okay. I, it just, I just heard it, it and roofs I, over roofs. I got stuck. That's funny. I'm perseverating. I'm chewing on that bone. Chim chimney, chim chimney. Chim chim. Dancing across the. No, I don't think they ever say roofs. Okay. Anyway. Thanks, Mary Poppins, for yeah. not giving us a grammar <laughs> lesson. Oh, no, wait. Is that Mary Poppins? That is Mary Poppins. And that's not Zero Mostel and Fiddler on the Roof. No, no. Fiddler on the Roofs. No. It's Fiddler on the Roofs. <laughs> Fiddlers on the Roofs. No, that's Mary Poppins. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, we have roofs over our heads, right? And there are these moments where where it's really easy to focus on how awful everything is, and I'm reminded by of Patricia Ryan Madsen to be like, "What is good here?" Yeah, 
It is good that we have a place to live. It is a, it is good that I will be I this will not financially uh, destroy me. It right. is good that that I have that I I am healthy. Yeah. It is good that right like we're all, we're going to be okay. Yeah. I'm reminded also so that's one thing like to pay attention to what's what's still good. Yeah, what's not wrong. What's available. What's, what's not wrong. wrong. And then also I don't have a toothache. <laughs> also what's the What's the opportunity here? Yeah, and, and I know we've talked about that before, but in our in our meeting with the bats board about how we would respond, are we going to cancel shows or not? Came out of that the idea of videoing shows and broadcasting them to the world, and I thought I'm so excited about this notion of putting bats shows online, and like, oh, this could be a way for people. You know, in Turkey and Everywhere, around South the world. Africa and Venezuela, to tune into a bat show and to see this super high quality improv. Yeah, and you know, we set up a little donation page. Totally get people involved and invested, and like all of a sudden, there's new income and there's new creativity. Like we weren't thinking about that before. Yeah, but now Here's it might be a necessity. Yeah, that, that comes out of this. Like, oh, that's cool. Which is not. Also, as we've said before, not to say everything happens for a reason. Nope. But but there's opportunity in everything. There's opportunity in everything. So it's like, what is what's the chance here? What is now available that wasn't before? Yeah. And I'm I'm eyeing my guitar. Like I want to get my guitar out and play and sing some more. And I also, in a bold uh, what's the word stroke of fortune, my little addictive tendencies go all over the place. Move from thing to thing. So, is it on you know Hamilton, or is it on Brandy Carlisle, or is it on Jigsaw uh, Puzzles? Now it's on Jigsaw Puzzles, and it had gotten there from our Thanksgiving experience. Yeah. Did we tell the story on the podcast? I don't know. So we were at your house, at Lisa's house. Yeah. And working on the puzzle, I was having a blast. Totally having a blast. And, and we then had the to, children we had to, arrived. We had to pause. Yeah, children arrived. We had to pause to get some stuff with the food, and then Lisa's sister Emily just and some. You know, we're, nothing else was happening. Just came over and just like cleared the puzzle off the table. Well, I think the kids got to it, and the the puzzles were going all over. I mean, the pieces were going all over. It was like uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, all I saw was her come over and just like wipe the thing off the table. It wasn't like a fit of cold hearted rage. I've, no, I, I I thought it was like we need this table for food. We got to clear it off because we yeah. Gotta, yeah. So, but my like heart totally sank, and my gut just twisted. Like what? Ah, what are you you can't. But you can't. That's yeah. not possible. And I, in that moment, I thought, I think I really like doing puzzles because this meant a lot to me. So then I bought some. I gave him his gifts at Christmas. And yeah, I bought some. I bought some more. I bought some more. So I now have 18 puzzles. I'm good to go. <laughs> but doing, doing a puzzle here and there. Got some hard ones. You, have, really you have 96 hours of puzzle doing to, I, ahead of I, you. And I, I got a new puzzle board. And so I'm equipped. You know, people, if you want to come over and do a puzzle... I mean, and then I'm starting an exchange program with Tim and Regina. Puzzle exchange. So I gave them a couple puzzles, three puzzles. I took three puzzles. Yeah. Good to go. That's great. Yeah. So what's now possible that wasn't before? Puzzling. With, guilt-free. Puzzling. Everybody's puzzling. It's okay. Something like that. Right? <laughs> that sounds about right. Anything else you want to say about coronavirus? Surviving, thriving. Loving, staying connected. I just think that there's this, I, I think that hearkening back to this, 
this thing of you can choose how you feel about this. Mm. That's the thing about mindfulness. Of, or you can oh, choose what you amplify. Because, I mean, can you choose your feelings? Well, or, or, okay. What feelings can you choose? I can choose not to let this driver who ran the stop sign bother me. I can choose, I, right. I can choose not to hang on to choose that. Choose the responses, right. But it's, I can choose not to feel upset about that. Mm. Like, I can't, it's not about whether I chase him down or not. Like, in the moment, right. it's not just an action I can choose. I can actually choose to let that go. Okay, right. So it's whether to hold on to it or let it go. Yeah. So in the same way, that I think there are ways where sometimes it feels good to hang on to things. Mm-hmm. And in this, it may be the, the incredulity or the... Bewilderment. What am I supposed to do? The put-outness? Uh-huh. Because we're all put out, and it is disruptive. And maybe there's this question of like, yes, it is disruptive. Mm -hmm. Oh, my life will change. Mm -hmm. Yes, it will. Mm -hmm. And, And accepting that, and choosing not to hang on to the part of you that is fighting that that's real. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. I think for me, the last, the last piece that I'm me. This is talking. To, this is me talking to me. By the I way, hear, yeah. <laughs> the last piece I'm considering is the way both improv and mindfulness help me with this stuff too. Is to say we don't know. Like it looks like it's going to be major, major trouble. Yeah. I mean, folks in Italy, the whole country's locked down. The whole country's locked down. Okay, so that's huge. And we don't know what's going to happen. So it could be that it is really even more impactful than we're imagining and systems get strained. It could be that somehow in three weeks it just kind of peters out. Probably not, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And that maintaining that openness, not just to the events, but also to whether they're good or bad, you know, sort of trying to get rid of that judgment evaluation, like, hmm. Just let me just tune in, stay ready, stay nimble, stay resourceful. That just feels so much wiser, yeah. you know, and leaves um, leaves more room for for joy, yeah, and and how I want to live and feel, and that seems also healthier in terms of keeping immune system strong, so that if we do come in contact with it, it doesn't wipe us out. It just sort of becomes a a rumble, a ruffle through the system, as opposed yeah. to some life threatening thing. So. I hope that this is fruitful for people. And, I hope, yeah. I mean, our, always. I never know, but I always hope. And, and I know that for me, like getting to talk about it helps. Yeah, me too. Just to check in and like, yep, it is on my mind. I am thinking about it. It was funny. I was listening to the radio and they were talking about the primary race. Yeah. And I almost was like, oh my God, I can't even. Yeah. I got no room for that. Yeah. And that was obsessing me before. Right. I was like, whoa, what's happening? How's the numbers? And how's the Biden, Sanders? And now I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah. I was like, are we still having an election? Like, that was my thought. Mm-hmm. Are, are we really going to have an election? Like, we got to. Yeah. How can we? We got to handle this. It's going to be interesting. To see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Everybody's. Everybody, we're all off the map. Yep. We are all off the map. Yep. Charting None of us territory. know how to handle this. Charting new territory. So we get to, I think the biggest thing is stay connected. Mm-hmm. Stay compassionate. 
stay stay connected how you can. Yeah. Speaking of connection. Just remember we're all in it together. We're yeah. just all in this together. We're all trying our best to navigate our way through it. Let's give them a question. Oh, yeah. What's the question? <gasps> how about what do you tell yourself when things are hard? Or rather, what is your mantra to help you handle mm. times of uncertainty and difficulty? Okay. If you've got nice. one. If you've got a time of uncertainty or difficulty. If you've got a mantra. If you need one, I can, I can bring you one. Uh, the world is dishing <laughs> one up pretty, pretty quick here. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. When things are hard, How do you, what do you tell yourself? Yeah, what do you remind yourself? If, if there's something that you remind yourself of that helps, what is it? Great. Love it. So cool. So that's our, that's our question for I, next time. Yeah, let's, yeah. We'll let's, get to it in a couple months. We have aspirations. We pledge to do better. Yeah, so uh, send a response. We'll... Put it on the podcast. We really love voice memos. Love it. Love that. We get so excited. (laughs) Little jig. We do a jig. We do. So, okay. Uh, Great. On to the outro. (laughs) Here it comes right now. Okay, sure you go. There you go. Here sure. we are in the outro. Hey, they were just talking about how the outro was coming. And here it is. And it's, here it is. It showed right up. Here it is. We got how, an outro. How did they know? They're so smart. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this is a wild time, and it feels like it's good to talk about what's going on. And maybe you already feel it, but at least for me, I think it's true for you, Elise. There's extra love coming through the podcast airways right now, going out to the world. It's true. Yep. Absolutely. Like big love to you. Like a big beaming signal. A big repeating signal of love. Yeah. Can't hug you, but we would if we could. Yeah. Ted would make you wash your hands first. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, just to be (laughs) I would probably forget and hug you anyway, and then I'd be like, oh, should we have? I don't know. Right. Yeah. So in any case, uh, stay healthy, people, and thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, reminder... If you want to respond to our question of the episode... Which is, what do you tell yourself when things get hard? Yeah, what do you lean on? What's your mantra? Uh, send it to... Send your response to info at monsterbabypodcast.com. And we will... Well, if you send us a voicemail, it might even get into the episode. It's likely. Yeah, problem prowls. And if you don't, then we'll just read it or share your thoughts. But we'd love to have it. Uh, anything you want to promote? Everything's canceled. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to promote. Yeah, I had a Playful Mindfulness 2 class starting up at Woodside. Probably not. Yeah, I've got some shows coming up in March and April. Who knows if they'll happen. Okay, well. Improv.org. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Lisa Roland. Dot com. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. Thanks, everybody. I uh, really appreciate your listening. Cat- uh, hey, if you like this, go leave a review. Send some love our way. Yeah. Tell other people about the podcast. Let's spread the word. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao.